The Ringer's music critic Rob Harvilla curates and explores 60 iconic songs from the 90s that define the decade. Rob is joined by a variety of guests to break it all down as they turn back the clock. Check out 60 songs that explain the 90s exclusively on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Priceline. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place, whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. For me, my happy place is in the Mediterranean. I think I've mentioned that. Maybe it's why I like Love Island so much because they're right by the Mediterranean. But I just love the feeling of being in the sea and it's just a great sea. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals. And you even get to choose your crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. And for me, I'd love to go on a trip to the Mediterranean with friends. In fact, I might be doing that in the near future. I have done it before, And it was really some of the most fun I've ever had. I went to Sicily. We had some great swimming there, me and my friends. Anyway, if you want to have a similar experience, download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy price with Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet and the other... Well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome to Bachelor Party. Today, we are not talking Bachelor. Still not ready. We are talking Real Housewives of New York, which came back last night. And to do so, I'm joined by Callie Curry. Hi, Callie. How are you? I am great. And I'm so excited to talk about the Housewives. Obviously, I'm a big Bachelor fan, but I watch every single Housewives franchise. So oh, wow. I feel like I'm like really in my area of expertise right now. Oh, great. So we're in your sweet spot. We're in the zone. What's your favorite city? Of the housewives. It changes a lot, but Potomac has been like A plus content. Although I'm very excited for New York this season and Beverly Hills this season. I know. Beverly Hills, I just, the addition of Kathy Hilton plus the Erica Jane legal situation is just like so intense. Also, I feel like Paris Hilton's trying to have a comeback. Did you see she has like a viral video going around about? that shirt that she wore back in the day that was like, don't be poor or something like that. She's no, like, but I feel like I have seen a lot of Paris Hilton content lately. Just yeah. Like things or her commenting. Like, I don't know if you follow that account comments by of course. Celebs. Love yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like she's been very active on social. Um, yeah. I think she's like trying to use her mom's housewives moment for herself. I, I don't know. Whatever. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I love New York. New York is my favorite. Or it used to be. And I found last season really hard to watch. I think a lot of people did because it was so cringy. I just like to be a ride or die. So, like, I'm, like, really into Dorinda, right? And, like, when Dorinda goes south, it upsets me. So, like, last season was very hard. And I was like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't want to turn on Dorinda. But she's gotten really mean. 
No, I think that's what made last season so hard because Dorinda is so lovable. She's so lovable, though, that even last season, I still loved her. I, was I know. Just, I root for her. She's clearly going through something. Whereas when other people act crazy, I'm like, they're just batshit. They're bitches, like whatever. But with her, I'm like, that's not the case. Was she great this season? No, but like she's got too much going on. Something has to be happening. I pray that she comes back because she seems so much better via social already. Yeah, she does. She's just like a one season hiatus. She needed a break. I mean, all these people need a break. And that's why it's so crazy that Luann and Ramona and kind of Sonia are still on the show. I mean, they've been on it since they've been filming basically since 2008. So like, like this is like a over, well over a decade. I mean, seeing Mario at the beginning with Ramona was just like such a trip. I know. I think that they've like morphed into these characters and this is their life. Yeah. So they're like completely fine in this, in this space. Yeah. But they're, they're actually like healthy, but I, I think they're just housewife characters. I think they'll be fine for another decade. Yeah, there's so much to get into with those two. But let's start with the new housewife, Ebony K. Williams, who has been on Bakari Sellers' podcast a few times. Ebony is the first Black housewife in New York, which is really exciting. And she really, like, she made her presence known. I also felt like we saw a lot of her boobs. And I was just like, okay, coming in hot with the cleavage. A lot of her boobs, but she's probably, like, top five. I thought her boobs look great. But yeah. Bravo, in general, tends to have people on shows that have amazing boobs. I've never seen better <laughs> boobs than Amanda on Summer House. Like they're insanely amazing. Is she the one so who's I, engaged for several years? Yes. Yeah. Like, best boobs ever. And I thought Ebony's boobs looked amazing last night, but we did get a lot of them. A lot. Yes. It was, it was noticeable. <laughs> um, but um, she's here with intention. So, Eb, and she, she talked about this in, in the New York post yesterday. Ebony's like first proper scene is with Leah. They meet in Central Park and she is wearing a t-shirt with the names of the Central Park Five. And mm-hmm. I was like, Ebony is here with purpose and I'm here for it. I was excited. Like This is like a really different type of person on this show. I, I think she's a very different type of person, but also like fully makes sense. Yeah. Seems when I, I think that sometimes it gets like a little weird when people like try to be something they're not or like, oh, I am an Upper East Side girl and I am and they're like barely making ends meet. I think that's where like, I'm like, ugh. Yeah, like not- Sonia? Yeah. <laughs> um, and she's just like, I just bought a place in Harlem. Like I had this credit issue. Like she seemed very real. And even just the way she talks, she seems extremely smart. So I am like so interested with how this season is going to go. And she's clearly pushing, like even her mentioning like the Sag Harbor was the first. Yeah in the Hamptons. I'm like, I can feel these girls like, oh my God, like I'm going to have to be on my toes to not get canceled this season. And in the previews, it's clear that she and Ramona get into it. And, mm-hmm. and so, I mean, there's no way that Ramona, I mean, I, I don't know. Ramona is like kind of in the territory of like, can she be canceled? Because if so, it would have happened already. Like her Instagram activity. I think she, I do, I do believe that Ramona has, posted like all lives matter in the comments of some Instagrams. Like I'm, I'm almost positive that is true. Oh my God. I did not know that, but like through the pandemic, she did so many things that were just like beyond, I mean, her cast was killing her. Um, and <laughs> no, I, I think everyone expects it. So like no one's going to cancel her for it. Cause they're like, Duh. I know. I know that's what happens. Like people like Ramona are not cancelable because she's like, this is what I believe. And I don't give a fuck. Like she's just like, yeah. 
And also a lot of people agree in this country agree with Ramona too. So it's not like she's some outcast. I mean, I think like she is, she, the thing is it's surprising in New York that she is not like more of an outcast. By the way, when Luann was like showing her place last night, did you see across the, like literally right across in her view, there was a Trump flag flying. I did not notice that actually. Oh God. Oh my God. (laughs) The area makes more sense than anywhere else in New York, but like even aren't you embarrassed? I just don't get how people aren't embarrassed. Also, so that was October where they were filming September, October. So it was before the election. That makes more sense. So it was, I mean, does it? It was like, (laughs) it was support. At least they're like, there's a, like people that still have stuff flying. I'm like, you need help. Yeah, I know. I know. Not to get too political, though we're already there, but I saw that just saw <laughs> in the um in the news that the like Senate um the House members of the Senate are trying to like remove Liz Cheney from her position of power because she was like anti-Trump. And it's just like, let's move on. Can't we please move on? I've moved on. Photo today with Trump. And I was just like, why won't he just die? Not actually die, but like leave. Like yeah, just go away. Never is going to go away. Seriously. Anyway, back to the show. Um, yeah. I I will say like one thing I do not need on any of these shows is like they tried to like set the scene of it being COVID. Like March 2020, things were like bustling, and then October 2020. It's like we get it. We're yeah. still living this. Like we're coming out of it, but it's still we're still going on. And like we are very aware that they were living with COVID. Like I, I don't need like this like scene setting. I don't need this to be like a historical document about how like the Real Housewives of New York survived COVID. So I just like I was that gave me a I just did a major eye roll at the beginning. Also, I love how they do that, and then like the first scene is like Leah walking into a boxing gym and taking her mask off, and I was just like, I mean, this is just not what COVID was. People weren't going to boxing gym unless you're J Lo. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm like, why did you have to like go out of your way to set the scene that way and then have Leah walk into a boxing gym? Like, I was just like, this is okay. Yeah, I know. I I thought it was a really good Leah episode. Do you like her? I love Leah. The converting to Judaism thing was really, really funny to me as a Jewish person. Yeah, I actually have a question. Please. Talking about it, I was like, is this something people do? Like, I feel like people convert to Muslim or, you know, to the nation of Islam or whatever. I have never heard of someone who has like no Jewish ties converting to Judaism or someone like, unless you're getting married or something like, there's yes. a behind it. Same with Christianity. So I'm not saying it's just Judaism. Like yeah. the bigger religions in the United States, I don't ever hear that. I hear it about like some of the smaller religions in the United States, not globally, obviously. Yeah. That's but, like what Leah's sister was saying. Like, it's very, it's like weird to convert to an organized religion. So it happens a lot for marriage. Have you ever seen the movie Keeping the Faith with Jenna Elfman, Ben Stiller, and Edward Norton? Well, spoiler alert, it concludes with Jenna Elfman converting to marry Rabbi Ben Stiller. Um, <laughs> it ha- yeah, so it happens a lot. Not a lot, but like around marriage because I think a lot of Jewish families like feel strongly about con- yeah. continuing Jewish tradition. Maybe like less so now. I don't know. This is This could be a whole other podcast, but <laughs> I think it's not common to just sort of like as a kind of untethered independent person align with a, a religion like that. Although I think you are right. Many people seem to do that. It, it seems more common. There's more stories that people like finding Islam rather than like yeah. finding Judaism or whatever. But Leah said she is Catholic and her father said they are Catholic. And I do think there's a lot of like cultural similarities between Judaism and Catholicism, at least culturally. Like I, I have Catholic friends and I feel like there's a lot of similar like family um, culture that you just absorb. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Also, I will say, like, I think there's a lot in Judaism that, like, is very, like, kind of, like, practical, but, like, also can give you, like, a, a basis of, you know, spirituality and, and religion if you're looking for that. Because, I like, to be, you don't have to believe in God to be Jewish, although I do think if you are converting and you don't believe in God, it's kind of weird. But there is, like, a way to, like, follow Jewish teaching without believing in but God. But also Orthodox. Yeah, thing that was like I was like that was very strange so like are is she converting to being an orthodox Jew I don't think that's gonna go well for Leah because there it's a very conservative lifestyle you really cover your body a lot yeah she was like you're gonna have to be more modest and she was like no modern she was like no <laughs> modest and she's like I don't want to be modest I'm like what are you, what is happening are you do you understand what you're doing yeah there there is something called conservadox Judaism in New York or in other places too, but I, I know about New Yorkers where it's like people who are kind of meld like conservative Judaism and Orthodox Judaism. I don't know. It was a real twist. I didn't see it coming from Leah, but also I think it makes sense that someone who is committing to sobriety is yeah. looking for a different lifestyle and like spirituality. And I, I, I thought that was like one of the highlights of the episode was Luann's conversation with Leah. That was like really interesting do you think that was honest from Luann? Like, do you think that was real? I do, because she waited for everyone to leave. Like, she just had the conversation. Obviously, cameras are there. But she just had the conversation with Leah. Also, I just... It doesn't seem like that's something Luann does. I know. Like, I was shocked when she pulled Leah aside and was like, I'm struggling, I'm trying. Like, she wasn't like, oh, no, I don't drink at all. You know, I feel like that's old Luann, where she's yeah. like... Delu- no, like peddling like like, you know, like, her delusions. I saw you a week ago drinking. Yeah. yeah. She seemed pretty honest about the situation. And I'm just shocked that she like opened up to Leah about it. Um, and I think the women in general have like trouble thinking Leah is better than them at anything. Yeah. <laughs> so I was, I thought that was actually great and like good content for people. Yeah. And, and also like if you, I just feel like this, is such a crazy time where people are really struggling with like Leah. I think Leah said this for like the pandemic made people really like look in themselves and, and like decide they want different things. And it seems like maybe that could have happened to Luann. The one thing where I was just like, Luann, are you fucking kidding? Was when she reveals her new apartment and she's like, and look, there's Tom's terrace as if she like didn't know yeah. when she was going into the building exactly where she was. It was like, it's like, okay, we, I, I'm willing to go on the sobriety journey. I'm happy to, but I don't know if that I could really get on board of pretending you didn't know you were across the street from your ex-husband of eight months. Also, it's like the first, it's very, like, it's the first thing you see when you look out the window. Like, yeah, if, if you know, you used to like live there, like, you know, where it's at, you know what it looks like. Also, Terrace looks amazing. I know. Way. I was trying to figure out where that was. I have to dig in. I wasn't really looking too hard, but yeah, it did, it looks like a really nice spot. Now I know why she married Tom, probably for the terrace. Yeah, I was like, that has to be a nice apartment, like where it was, the level it was on, the hedges, everything looks great about it. <laughs> There's a rumor that Luann just rented that apartment for filming and she's like already not living in it. Oh, interesting. I feel like a lot of housewives do that though, right? Yeah. And it kind of makes sense. Like, do you really like, look at like Kyle's gotten broken into like multiple times in, in Encino. So like, do you really want your address and your house out there like that? No, I think that if I was like single and like, didn't have, ki- like didn't have kids and could just move around like that, I probably would. I think it's much harder, like for Kyle to do that. She has to like move her entire family into a house. All for- the dogs. Yeah. So, so many like dogs. 
<laughs> so I get why she doesn't do it. But um, yeah, no, I don't want people to know where I live or like what the inside of my house looks like or my closet. Like I wouldn't want to do that. But it yeah, seems like wives are into showing their closets and like, look how much stuff you can steal. Um, it's pretty yeah. easy to find houses. Like there's a lot of ways. First of all, using the real estate websites, like there's all of that. But then like, if you, if you like really put your mind to it and you're like, I'm going to use Google earth to find something like you really can. It's, it's actually like a major <laughs> privacy concern. Yeah. I've actually probably done it a few times. I'm oh, super curious about like, yeah, <laughs> super curious about like real estate and I love looking at houses. So if there's like anything interesting to me that I see on TV, I'm like, I'm going to find this place and look through it. Whenever I like go to a new neighborhood and I'm like, oh, this is nice. I like immediately start zillowing. It's like this, this sketch from Saturday Night Live to be like, can I, what can I get here? But it's, it's just like, I feel like in LA, because oh, there's yeah. so many like pockets of great neighborhoods. So I love yes. knowing like, oh, this is what I can get over here. This is what I can get over here. Totally. Especially like up in the hills, like all over the whole, and it's like, you know, really from like Hollywood over all the way to the West side, it's like, just like all these crazy little enclaves. You're like, this house is sick and so much different, like architecture. It's cool. But you can also be in the hills and look up a house that looks insane. And it's like $3 million. And then you go like four streets over and it's $77 million. (laughs) (laughs) And then you're like, Oh, and now I'm at Muhammad Hadid's house. (laughs) (laughs) Can't afford that. Um, Anyway, yeah. So apparently Luann, that's not actually her apartment, but like it kind of did look staged. Like it looked like the kind of furniture you would get for this purpose. But like, you know what? Don't even comment on it. I'm just like, oh, wow. Your furniture fit in perfectly. Yeah, I know. And I was like, (laughs) Verona just like was obviously fed that line. Um, Luann sold the house that they all went to. Was that last season or two seasons ago? I can't remember. Two seasons ago, I think. On the topic of real estate. So that house was like in the Hudson Valley which became like a really hot destination for buying houses during the pandemic. So she probably, I bet she made like some good money on it. Yeah. So happy for her. Housewives in general kind of confuse me on like how much money they actually have. I feel like in other shows you can kind of tell Mm -hmm. where people are at. And in New York, I'm like, I have no, other than Ramona, I'm like, I have no clue. Yeah. So it's a good point with Leah. I'm sort of like, no idea she seems like she probably like if she lived outside of new york could have like a palatial home but because she lives in new york city she doesn't have like that big of an apartment yeah but i mean like she doesn't seem like stressed about money at no. all well, you know she's what I on mean? the show she's making yeah. money off this so i'm like but like you see sonia stress about money and obviously she has like a beautiful town home which i has if she actually sold it for what it costs she could make a good amount of money and she's not doing that but it's probably her only asset. So she probably like actually can't really get rid of it. Like when she was saying someone would come in for $10 and I'd sell it. Like she probably can't because it's like, it seems like it's really her only, her only it asset. And that would make sense. And I don't know if she has like credit lines out or loan, like, you know, from <laughs> we, the, that we need a sense. full picture of her financial health. <laughs> I mean, like from, but I mean like based on the house, like she took it, took it out on the, on, on the townhome. I have no idea. But like Leah seems like, I'm good. And I'm like, where's your money? Like how, where? I think married to the mob is like kind of successful. I think like her clothing line is like kind of successful. Also just like people like that, just like make money in random ways. You're just like, okay, so you got to like do, first of all, she gets appearance fees now, right? Like when she ever does a talk or whatever, but also like, I, I want to get into this world. So if anyone's listening and they've got any investment opportunities for me, like, please let me know. But I feel like, I feel like Leah is someone who can like 
some like like you know like with like away luggage. Someone like I have an idea. I'm starting a business. Like, can you give me like five thousand dollars? And then she gets like some like decent return on it. I feel like she's like kind of in that world of entrepreneurs. Like, it's kind of like the how to make it in America world. Actually successful. In early on things, yeah, yeah. But like then there's Tinsley who I miss so much. I love. I miss Tins too. It's definitely it's definitely a really different vibe this season without Tinsley and Dorinda and some of the like, yeah. old housewives energy. But like, she's someone else. I'm like, you live in this place. I don't understand. You go shopping. She's like, all family money. But like, does she actually have it? I th- I think she has some family money. I, I guess like, I and remember reading about... Like, Scott pays for everything. So I'm like, if she has family money, then why are they talking about Scott? You know what I mean? It's just yeah. all, it's all confusing to me. Tinsley, back in the day, I used to read like page six, like in like 2005, 2006. Like she was like a big topic back in the day. And yeah. it's because she was like a socialite. Also, she probably got some money in her divorce because her yeah. like, Topper also had some money. Tinsley and Topper. They, I mean, they, like they were like covered a lot when like the socialite scene was popular in like 2005. And before. I mean, their name alone is like epitome of yeah. <laughs> your culture. I know. I love it. Um, I, I miss Tinsley too, but Sonia, it does seem like she's like going through something. I, I don't know yeah. what it is, but she did have a different energy. I was kind of sad that she had to move out of that apartment. I liked that apartment that she was in. <laughs> yeah. Also, previews for this season, I'm like, is she well? I don't know. Has she ever been well, though? I think maybe she just covered it better. I feel like that's another pandemic thing is like, if you're unwell in any way, it's much harder to hide because there's like less to like cover it up. For sure. And you're like stuck with just yourself and you know, she's someone who's like always out and about. And so I'm sure the pandemic was like especially hard on her. Yeah, totally. Um, and I actually like love Sonia. Oh, of course. She seems like she's at the end of the day, like a pretty kind hearted person. I don't know if that's a crazy thing to say, but I actually do think she's like nicer than way nicer than Ramona. It's not even a question. Yeah, I think she's actually a nice person. Do I think that she always knows like the right things to say and how to no. say them or whatever? No, but I genuinely don't think she like wants to hurt anyone. No, um, yeah, I agree. Including her biracial fish. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I liked how Ebony was like two points for trying. <laughs> yeah, two, two out of what? A hundred? Ten? She was, t- I, 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 I don't know if Ebony has like any contacts around Sonia. Cause I was like, Oh my, how is it the first thing you're saying to her? Like, <laughs> Well, Leah said it in the car. She was like, I don't know if they know any other black people. And it's definitely possible. There's been very few on the show. Very, very few on the show. And I have to imagine also, I'm like, Ebony worked at Fox News and is around these crowds, it seems. Like Luann said she knows her socially. So like she's in that crowd somewhat. I'm like, how many times has she had to like have experiences like this? Like, so to her, it's probably just like another day. Yeah. But I was like... I know Sonia means well by this, but this is the most bizarre thing ever to talk about the different colored fish you have. Yeah. And that's the thing for Sonia, right? Like she's not trying to like, she's just trying to, she feels uncomfortable because she doesn't know like how to like talk about <laughs> race or diversity. So she's using her fish. Like, oh my gosh. It's <laughs> totally so pathetic. good though. Like that's such, like such a good moment. And also like Ebony's commentary, like in her interviews made that moment work. Like she's already like making the show by like she's kind of like actually filming a Bethany role a little bit of like some of her quips of like being able to contextualize that. Yeah. Also, I think her just being like a like a little 
I'm not saying more intelligent, even though in the previous, she's like, I'm clearly the most educated person here. Yeah. Um, Which I'm sure is true. Yeah. So I think that like some of her commentary is just like hilarious because she can like think of anything off like rip. Yeah. Yeah. She seems really, really fast. Also, (laughs) her dating life. I hope we get to meet some of these guys that she's talking about. It seems like she must just date much older men, which, okay. Well, yeah, when she was talking about how old his kids were, I was like, how old are you? She looks great, by the way. However old she is, I think she's so pretty. I think she's 37. Okay, that makes sense. Yes. I, I actually think she seems older than that. Like, in, she's like more gravitas. Not to say she looks old, but I would have guessed like 44, I think. I think that the way she like holds herself makes her seem older. But like, she could easily like go to the club with me and my friends that like sure. be, be a 30 year old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's, you know, she's 37. She's not that far from 30, closer to 40 than 30, but not that old at all. Yeah. I just think she looks, I think she's looks great. It's also the not surprising to me that she would attract the type of men that she attracts. She also probably, because she's like, so like, I feel like she's like a power player. She probably also wants someone who's like more accomplished, more confident, just sort of like also going to like take care of shit with her. For it, sure. it, does, it makes sense for sure. I don't think we'll meet any of the guys. No, would, if they're I smart, would, they will not. Yeah, go on the show. I, would, I, would, I would love to, um, <laughs> but I can't imagine that we get to. No, I mean either, but I, I am excited to like have um, just like a new person on the show. Kind of weird. Only having five. I feel like all of these casts have gotten so big and I know they'll be adding like more people along the way, I guess, but starting out with just five women was kind of shocking. It was really like back to basics. I didn't even think about it until like they went to commercial at one point and they're all like holding their apples. Mm -hmm. And I was like five. And I started like going through the franchises, like naming people in my head. And I was like, okay, this is a little bit smaller. Like I was, some casts have six, some have seven, but like five is a very like cut down cast. Yeah. I think they may have started with five. They started with Bethany, Jill, Ramona, Luann. And Alex. So yeah. Yeah. I was watching some old season one the other day. Great stuff. Alex and Simon. You get a lot of throwback housewife material on TikTok sometimes. And like when I watch some of the throwback stuff, which I was watching when it was like on, but seeing it again, some of the scenes, like I will be crying laughing. Like how (laughs) did this happen? Like this is why the show is still going. You know that Alex and Simon moved to Australia, right? Like they fled. They're just like, we're done here. <laughs> Not surprised. I feel like that's very on brand. Yeah, I I agree. Also, I mean, he was Australian, right? Not British. Oh, I was, yeah. I think he was Australian, if I, if I recall correctly. But I, I recently rewatched a scene where they were like, we never shop by ourselves. We shop. We always need each other's input. Like we, we view it as some people invest in art. We invest in fashion. It was just like so, so silly. It was just a, t- a, to- a totally different time. But um, also like you're essentially just saying you make terrible investments. <laughs> yeah. I know. There's not a lot of resale on your clothes. <laughs> like none. <laughs> you bring it to Crossroads Trading Post or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> going to Plato's Closet. Congrats. Hopefully you get as much as you can. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right. It's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet. And the other, well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. 
This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. eBay knows that when it comes to jewelry, authenticity is the real gem. When you see the blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, it means your next piece will be carefully inspired by jewelry experts and will always be worth its weight in gold. Whether you're looking to make a statement or build the perfect everyday look, eBay is making sure you get the real deal. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that jaw-dropping piece will always arrive jaw-droppingly real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together... We're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. The one thing that I also just found so confounding is like, how does Sonia still get these quote unquote interns? Like, who are these people who are still willing to do shit for Sonia? Like, is it just to be on TV? Is it for the money? Like, what is that? Also, she was like, you're not going to learn this at Wharton. And I was like, does that girl go to Wharton? Like, there's no way you go to Wharton and then intern for Sonia, right? <laughs> I don't know, but she definitely ma- definitely made it seem like there was some kind of, um, like, she had a real job and she was, like, training for something and then also working with Sonia. But, like, who does that? For what? I don't know. I just don't know. It was it was really funny, though. That was the other like pandemic thing that I noticed that they like set the scene with the pandemic. And then like the first like Luann had her assistant with her. Sonia had her assistant with her. And I was like, okay. the assistant becoming a housewife trope. It's kind of it's kind of funny. I feel like Bethany started that as well. She had Julie back in the day. Mm -hmm. But like and now I feel like it really it peaked with Jen Shaw and her assistants. And one of them got arrested with her. Did you follow that whole thing? Of course. Incredible. I mean, not incredible, but... Fully filming. So that's... I mean, yeah, I forgot about Salt Lake, by the way, when I was like naming my faves. Salt, Salt Lake, Lake's amazing. Yeah, Salt Lake season was, was insane. And season two is going to be even better because they're still allowing Jen Shaw to be completely a part of it. Um, I'm so... I can't believe Jen Shaw's allowing Jen Shaw. It's like, who's your lawyer? Her, If she had a good lawyer, it'd be like, you need to stop right now. I'm sure her lawyer is saying that and she doesn't care because she's saying things publicly she shouldn't be saying. Like there's so many things she's doing where she's just like, I know I'm innocent. And I'm like, there's like a lot of evidence that says you're not. Can I ask you a question related to Jen Shaw? This is a hot topic and we're kind of related to what we were just discussing. How do you think she's so rich? I mean, other than her embezzled funds, like obviously it's fake. It's kind of like fake money. But like, is it possible she's as rich as she says she is from her husband? No, no, (laughs) it's literally impossible. There's no, but like her house was rented. They showed her once all this stuff came out, like they showed her real house. They showed like, even I remember watching the season, like her husband picked her up in like the 1994 Toyota runner. And I'm like, so you have a Porsche and your husband drives. Like there's so many things that did not make sense. So when this, I didn't even think about that. It's a great point. Yeah. I was like, Oh, okay. But also it makes me feel like, did coach Shaw really know what was going on? Because like, he's he never still, home. No, but I'm like, no, I don't think he did. Cause I'm like, he's yeah, still, I know. He was still living life. Like we make $300,000 a year. Yeah. And like, I'm going to make good choices. Yeah. And she wasn't. So I'm like, I haven't. And, and I don't know if he was just like, I don't, maybe the housewives money is like, or maybe they're letting her loan these things. They're like, they're making our life look better for the housewives. Like, I have no idea, but there's like a lot of things that she could have 
told him to make him feel like, oh, okay, like that's what's happening. And he's right. never there and he's working. But it didn't seem like he went into that lifestyle at all. He was very much like wore normal clothes, drove a normal car. Like, I'm like, did he have any idea? And we've heard nothing from him. And he I'll hasn't- see, yeah, I know. Also, the NCAA is so strict. I mean, also like corrupt. But like, I just feel like there's so <laughs> yeah. many, so many rules that like, I feel like it would not be possible for him to to do some of this stuff, especially in like a, a fairly conservative enclave, yeah. like in Utah and in football. Um, yeah. And in football. Yeah, but I'm also, <laughs> he hasn't been fired. So I'm like a big part of me is like, he had no fucking clue. He probably didn't want to know. He probably just didn't want to know what was going on with her. And like, just I'm didn't sure, ask I questions. Think, I'm sure he's just like, as long as she's like off doing something and well, as long as, as long as he's off doing something, yeah, he's like, like, as long as I'm doing my thing, recruiting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's been a lingering question, but it also reminds me of Erica Jane and Tom. It's just like who knew what? How much did Erica know? How much was like complicit? I think my theory on them, by the way, is that like they were totally in it together, and now they're just like a lot of this like separation is just to kind of like split some of the like attention and whatever. I don't know if they were fully in it together, but I think Erica is too smart to know nothing. Like, yeah, street smart wise, I think that she knows what's happening and can sense what's happening because you see it in the show. She usually knows what's like kind of going on. Yeah, so I'm like, there's no way that your husband was doing all this and you had no clue. But I think she was like, if I can live my life the way I want to live my life, I'm not going to ask too many questions. But I know what's up. That's yeah. what I feel like was going on. And. I also just feel like for them, like the cheating probably was like the least of it. It's just sort of like it's a long marriage, just like whatever. I don't know. People work through it or just figure out their own thing. I don't know. <laughs> also in different cities, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like there are certain cities that are just like, yeah, he cheats, but like I'm, I'm taking care of it. I'm fine. And also some relationships are like that. And I don't know. No judgment. I don't, it's everyone's got their whatever, own thing. It works for you. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think the older you get, the like judgment kind of goes out. Like how people used to be. Yeah. People have like different arrangements. It works for them. It's like, whatever. I mean, when I was, I mean, there's so many things, but when I was 18, like I remember asking like, or wonder, like I have, I've had sex with five people. Oh my gosh. And now I'm like, you could have sex with 175. I really don't care. (laughs) I know you're as you get older, your standards change. It's really true. Yeah, (laughs) It's really true. You're grown up. Do what you want to do. As long as you're happy and he's happy, who cares? I know that kind of was like the Mario thing. I was like, you know what? It makes sense that Mario moved in with them during quarantine in Florida. Like what else were they all going to do? Just all be alone. I don't know. It's probably confusing for Avery, but whatever. I have to say Avery's face, Ramona's face and Luann's face. I was all just like, what are you, is this makeup? What are you guys doing? Do you all get the same nose job? I, again, no judgments, but it was so stark. And also with Avery, I made him just like used to her child face. So seeing her as a 25 year old was shocking. Yeah. I also feel like through the pandemic, we saw more content of Avery. Like Avery was around so much. Ramona was like featuring her so much. I'm like, she's turning into a little Ramona. And if that's what she wants, great. But like in my head, I'm like, they're a lot of the same person. Avery works at Cameo, which I find really I funny. I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. There was something that happened. I saw on social where like Ramona did something with something. Oh, her like receipt. Oh, that's what it was. She got she got paid tons of money from Cameo. And then like three weeks later, it was like Avery's now working at Cameo. Wow. 
Yeah. I mean, I, all right. Hope she's doing a good job. And if she's not, hopefully she'll learn to do a better job. You have to assume she's in, somewhat intelligent. I don't know. Her, her mother is Ramona. <laughs> I don't know. I, I like, I'm just glad that Ebony's on the show, not just like, you know, to have a diverse person, but for someone who can push back on Ramona and like, it shouldn't only be Ebony's responsibility. It seems like Leah will do it too, but like Ramona is so problematic. I also understand she's good TV. And I also understand she's represents a large swath of people's opinions, but like there yeah. just needs to be something on the show to keep her in check. And that's, that's like not Bethany. And that's really been missing. And, you know, I think that it's really easy to discredit Leah, even though I love her. Mm-hmm. I think people like just don't take her as seriously. It's going to be really hard to discredit Ebony. Totally. I know she's like her stories about like just Bethany. Like it's, yeah. it was hard for her to discredit Bethany. And that's why it was like, how that's why it worked. Yeah. yeah. You, yeah. You just like, they needed someone on the show to be able to push back against Ramona. It does kind of suck. Curious for your opinion. It does kind of suck that it's like, they have to bring in this black woman to do it. It's like her job to teach this ignorant white woman. But on the other hand, I'm excited to have Ebony on the show. Um, I'm super excited to have Ebony on the show. I think it seems from what we've seen so far, plus previews, that she's going to be like a great representation of black people. Absolutely. Don't think it's her job. Don't even think she needs to do it, but I'm happy she's there and I'm happy. Yeah. It seems like she's ready for it and, totally. wants to do it and is not scared at all. Totally. She does also remind me of Bethany of how she's like really purposeful. She's like using every moment on the show to like advance something. And mm-hmm. that's just like, honestly, everyone on the show is doing it, but like, she's like more honest about it. It's like Luann and, and Sonia use this for like their various endeavors. I mean, Luann could not have more, more posters about her cabaret with the Countess. So it's like, everyone's got an agenda and just feel like we're on board. Luann has had episodes around her. Yeah. yeah. I know. There's, she's like so lucky. Plus the show is lucky to have her. Um, and Ebony's doing it in a way where they can't like cut it out. Yeah. She's like putting it into conversation. Totally. I, I know it, it was fun. I, I was glad to have the show back. I have to say, it's just a, it's a good time. New York is always like the funniest housewives show to me because there's so many characters on it. Yeah. Um, I don't think last night's episode was like particularly funny. No. But I always think the episode one's a little hard because you're like, what are, what have they been doing the past year? And let's catch up. Like, it's not like into the thick of it. Totally. A couple of just random Bravo notes. I saw that Vanderpump is beginning to film again, and it's been two years since they filmed. It has to be a different cast. It too. is. Lala was saying it's like going to be really different because Stassi, Bo, Brittany, Jax, Katie are all out. Plus, now we have these these four babies. I mean, one of them is Stassi's, but yeah. Katie's out? No, sorry, Kristen, not Katie. Oh, Kristen's out. Okay. Kristen's out. And also like the newbies that came in last They're season. They're out too. Half of them are canceled. Yeah, so, so they've, been, they've been canceled and fired. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, who's on this show? But I, I, I don't know. Love Vanderpump Rules. I was also going to note with the Ebony hire, it does seem with the Housewives franchises that they are like really trying to make sure to add a diverse voice in every season. Because they have like Potomac, Atlanta, where they're just like, we're full black casts. Yeah. Um, but then all the other ones are like full white. And now they added Garcelle, they added Ebony, they added, what's her name in Dallas? You know, I've never watched Dallas, to be honest. Tiffany. Tiffany in Dallas. Gotcha. I, I think what's also just important, which we saw in this episode, is it's not just about like 
diversity for like the token, like the tokenism of it so that people like can't criticize you. But like, it is interesting seeing people disagree. Like the Fox news embrace debate. They obviously like corrupted and co-opted that slogan, but it is true. Like I would rather, instead of just like canceling Ramona and like never hearing from her again, I'd rather like have her be confronted with someone who disagrees. Like, I feel like that's just been a major problem for reality television that they haven't, that like, few people have figured out how to solve. And this maybe is a step in the right direction of like, it's not just like you can like banish Stassi and be like, okay, Stassi doesn't exist anymore, but it's like, how do you use this platform to like explain why Stassi and Kristen did something so bad and like need to be held accountable for it? Like, that's the kind of, that's the thing that's like happening. Hopefully with Ebony is like, she's holding and Leah, she'll be, they'll be holding Ramona accountable. And like, that is like, honestly, (laughs) It's kind of insane with the kind of things happen on like reality TV, but it is like a big step forward for like how to deal with this kind of stuff in culture where it's not just about like Ramona, you're banished, but like actually Ramona, we're going to make you deal with this on camera. Well, I also think the conversations are like important. Um, Like I always like, I remember when Camille and Lisa Rinna got into it Mm. and like just hearing the back and forth between them is like, well, A, it's funny to me. It's like comical, (laughs) but I also like, want people because I have to imagine like the demographic of people that watch housewives I'm like I want them to hear this conversation and hear how like Lisa's asking her questions that like Camille has no answers for yeah totally yeah it's it's really true so it's like it's better to have the back and forth and to be like well we're going to represent more viewpoints instead of like only capturing like a really insular world yeah 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 it's it's a step forward for this kind of television so I'm glad they're doing it. It was, it was a smart move. And it's so much different than social media or even like your life. Like I typically <laughs> surround people that like all have the same viewpoint as me. I understand that's not healthy, but that's just like what ends up happening. Yeah, it's of course. Now, since everything's so polarizing and people are like, I only want to hang out with this type of person. So, you know, hearing the other side, you don't really like, when do you ever like, I'm going to actually go listen to what, Candace Owens said like never you I know, know I yeah I know it's like I know I've been told Candace Owens is like you know bad and crazy so she's just like not on my radar and that's that right like I avoid any type of content around her where this is like I'd like to see these two people talk about it and hear what people are saying totally and like you know a lot of people like joke this is like sports for women but it's kind of like you want to see rivals <laughs> go against each other in sports it's kind of like I want to see housewives rivals go against each other too <laughs> For sure. Speaking of, I'm like very curious to how All Stars is going to be. Oh my God. I know. I guess they just wrapped filming it. I'm excited about it. So I guess the cast is, um, it's Luann, Ramona, Kyle, Rena, and then I don't know who else. Those are the only four I know. Orca, oh, Kenya, right. Teresa, Melissa. Right. Oh my God. That's a great, that's a great eight sum. I'm excited. I have to say are they all like pretending to be friends with each other. Like, how does that work? You know, well, they what I definitely mean? all know each other, like from the circuit. Right. Yeah. But I, I think like we've reached the, at least personally, I've reached the point with like my reality TV where I'm like much more interested in like all stars and like this winter house thing they're doing than like new people. Like the challenge all stars right now is my favorite show. I fucking love it. And like, this is, it's both nostalgic and current. And like, it makes it, it like, it brings together like everything that I want from television right now. So the first episode of Challenge All-Stars, I was like very like, I don't know how this is going to go. They can't complete challenges. 
And now I'm like very into it. I think it's so good. I'd wonder what streaming numbers are. I looked at the episodes. I know this is a lot. I looked at the episodes and there's only nine episodes. And I'm like, they can't, we're already on episode five this week. There's no way it's only four more episodes. So I'm like, I'm wondering if they did like nine, see how it is. And then fit. like, I don't know how it's going to work. I think these people have a lot more going on in their lives. Like, like at least have children. So like, it's harder for them to go away for long periods than like, you know, Kyle leaving whatever he's got going on to do the next challenge or whatever. Especially since he's leaving like with his fiance, like he has, oh, Kyle, other Kyle. Yes. I mean, um, but no, I meant Kyle, the British guy from the challenge. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I know. I oh, you thought I meant Kyle from Summer House. I don't really watch Summer House. You know, I tried to get into it. Danny Pellegrino told me to start with season three. I just hate everyone so much. I'm no, just like, no, this season of Summer <laughs> House was beyond amazing content. And the reunion, so I, I cannot wait for the reunion tomorrow. It's part I gotta, two. I got to try again. Also, the characters, like watching them kind of like grow. Carl <laughs> from season one to now, like you would love him now. Okay. Um, All right. All right. I totally get like, it's like very, very fratty. Another Bravo show who added. Two, I mean, Danielle, I think she's some sort of Latin. Yeah, I think she, I thought she was Brazilian, actually. Okay, Brazilian. And then um, Sierra is the first black person on right. Summer House. But yeah, this season was just... Okay, cool. that's what everyone's been saying. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll give it another shot. I'm really, really into Below Deck Sailing Yacht. I think it's like the most perfect season of reality TV in quite some time. I really, really recommend that if you are watching. I'm not watching, but it's it's below deck sailing yacht. Yes, Callie, it's so good. This past week's episode was below deck med person. I love below deck med. This is this is like this is perfect casting. There's like a love triangle. There's some crazy guests. There's actually like a chief stew that you can get behind. It's really good. Um, Crazy guests are my favorite part of any below deck. Okay, well, let me just tell you that. One of the guests is a couple. It's a separated or divorced gay couple that are still on good terms that are there with their kids. And one of the men of the couple is there has brought the, both of the the exes have brought their boyfriends, but one of them, Barry is dating their daughter's ex. So that's, it's just like a lot now now on the, yes. And this is on the show. Below next selling out. Gotta check it out. And then we can talk about it. I will probably start watching it tonight. It's really good. Yeah, Summer House is over, so you got you've got some time. Yeah, Challenge All Stars is tonight. Yeah, I think that's Wednesday. Yeah, My, a lot of content has like just ended. Like I know, so you've got an opening ended. to catch up on Below Deck Selling Out. It's it's the best Below Deck season I think, like ever of all of them. So, Callie, thank you so much for joining me. I think next week maybe we'll do, we'll do a full Below Deck Selling Out. I got to find someone who's watching and. Um, watch it please do i'm actually excited for a new reality television show i need to tell my group chat that's the next step <laughs> everyone get on board is it done or no, is it on? mid-season these seasons go on forever so all right, perfect yeah all right. thank you so much and thanks for listening and thank you to kai mcmullen for producing this episode i'll be back next week
This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.